Our first two markets were actually just us laughing at each other because we were like, what the heck did we do? What on earth did we just sign up for? Um, because it was just so much bigger than we had ever thought it was going to be. Welcome to the Dig In Vermont podcast, a production of Vermont Fresh Network. We're talking with chefs, farmers, and others in Vermont's food community who raise the food we eat and bring it to our table. Cha-Cha Garna is a food tent and catering company that has brought Belizean cuisine to the Burlington Farmers Market, the South End Get Down, and other favorite events across Vermont this summer. Owners Morgan and Ashton chat with our executive director, Tara Pereira, about how their company came to life, their first season running a food tent, and how they've built connections and partnerships with local producers to celebrate Vermont ingredients while crafting internationally inspired cuisine. So come on, take a seat at the table and hear all about it. Morgan, thank you so much for speaking with me today about Chachagarna. I'm super excited uh, to learn more about what you do, how you got there, your thoughts on local food in Vermont. Morgan, how did you get to where you are right now? So I was born and raised in Belize with a family that basically revolved around food. Every Sunday, my grandmother would cook a big meal for everyone in the family. So that was a meal for about 15 people and we would all sit around the table at her house and eat whatever she made for us which was typically a traditional Belizean meal something like rice and beans with stewed chicken or some kind of hot soup we have the soup called escabeche which is sort of an onion soup with chicken so i grew up around a lot of food and my grandmother was always trying to get us to learn these recipes and just make sure that when we went off to college or when we left the house, eventually we knew how to cook things for ourselves and have that home cooking for us. So I grew up around a lot of food and I've always been very interested in learning how to cook it, but also just trying new foods as well. So that's sort of my background was just growing up around it. But also you were at Edson Hill for a bit? Yeah, so I was at Edson Hill, but I was actually doing front desk. So I wasn't necessarily doing any cooking stuff there, but I used to spend a lot of time in the kitchen with the crew in there and just sampling everything that they would be experimenting with and be like, here, just tell me what you think about it. So yeah, that's also, I had that experience there, which was really awesome. Um, But in terms of my food experience, it was really just the way I grew up. Edson Hill? A wonderful, beautiful place to work, you know, just just to be, it's a beautiful place. But then the food is beautiful using so many um, with so many um, local partnerships with farmers, basically, and seeing those ingredients. And Ashton, tell me about your background. So I grew up, uh, my dad is a, is a pastry and baker by trade. Um, he founded uh, Chef's Corner Cafe and Bakery in Williston in 1997 and was the, the chef owner. He recently retired December 31st of last year. But in 1997, when they opened, I was 14 years old and I was working front of the house for about six months there. I was busting tables. I was taking food out. I was taking orders, working the cash register. But I always had a love for the kitchen and I loved the energy. I loved the creativity. And so I asked my dad one day if I could 
you know, work in the kitchen? And he said, absolutely. So the next day I came in, I put in my, I put on my checkered chef pants, yeah. my white apron, and he pointed me in the direction of the dish sink. And <laughs> next thing you know, I'm doing dishes for about six months. I wasn't expecting that, but I see where he was coming from. And it was actually a, from Dishland, it was a great perspective on the kitchen. I could see all the stations. I could see the ebbs and flows of the kitchen. I could see how people were uh, cooking, making dressings, flipping eggs, you know, cutting, making pastries. Um, so there was that component to it. And then also just the work ethic, you know, doing the dishes, it's, it's strenuous. You got steam coming up in your face and you're scrubbing 50 sheet pans a day. Um, and then it's also a very respected position because without the dishwasher, people aren't able to cook. Customers aren't eating off clean plates. So I started there and then eventually I was doing kind of the mise en place and, you know, learning my knife skills. And then eventually I was doing this, the sandwich station and then the salad station and the, the hotline. And, you know, eventually I learned all the different stations. And um, so that was that was where I kicked things off, just working at Chef's Corner. And then I went on to uh, work uh, at New York Pizza Oven in, in Colchester come college. And then after college, I worked at a place downtown called The Green Room. Um, and that was a great experience, fine dining. I did cold side. And then I also worked along the chef, you know, making lobster risotto and doing demi-glaze and uh, stuffed quail. And to this day, the best duck confit tacos I've ever had. And so that was a, that was a great experience. Uh, and so I've just taken all of that. And, you know, when, when Morgan and I collaborated on, on Chachagarna, we just put our, our efforts and our skills and our backgrounds together. How did you meet Ash and I? Um, we met we the actually, way yeah, we most met people meet nowadays uh, through Bumble, the nice. dating app. Um, yeah, we met through Bumble, had our first date on Halloween night, and pretty much that was it. The rest is history. How did Chacha Garna come about? We are a Belizean tostada kitchen, and we basically take our base recipes from recipes that my grandmother and my mom have passed along to me. So when I moved to Vermont, I would cook beans all the time for myself. And I would send some down for Ashen sometimes when I was feeling generous, because most of the time I was like, I'm going to eat this all by myself in a week. So I don't have enough to share. We sort of tweaked it a little bit to fit into what we wanted to serve as well. Um, yeah, like the, the, you know, the base is either the, the achiote chicken or the, the Belizean bean. Then we have a, a shrimp ceviche, which is also, you know, um, a recipe from a Belize. Belizean staple, yeah. Then we have the, the, the cortito. Um, so Even it's the pickled onions. The pickled onion. So it's all these, all these kind of Belizean-inspired cuisines, but then incorporating uh, Vermont ingredients. And I have a love for cabbage sharp cheddar. So I wanted to incorporate cabbage sharp cheddar into the the tostada so we have you know those on on most all of our our tostadas um and then we also have the the cabot sour cream we use um creme fraiche from vermont creamery which was actually interesting enough i love all those ingredients most of the time we don't even put chicken or anything on it it's just the beans and the cortito and maybe a little cheese on there and just hot sauce and so for me, when we were experimenting, I was like, wow, these are way out. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> until we started eating them and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. 
let's keep going. This is great. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, Autos and bleeds actually have very little ingredients on them. Yeah. The ones that we're serving, they're jacked up. You know, there's a lot going on. But uh, yeah, it's been fun to to come up with these new flavor profiles. And um, I love making dressings. And so um, we figured out some dressings that would also complement the tostadas. We have a jalapeno vinaigrette that goes on the Belizean bean, which is you know, everything starts with avocado and then we build up from there. The Belizean bean which has avo. The jalapeno vinaigrette was like inspired from the green room too. Right. So it's like carrying these recipes from past experiences, which is really cool. How did you come up with the name? In Belize, tostadas are actually called garnachas. Yeah. It was a Midsummer's Eve, really. <laughs> we, we came up with the idea under a tree during yeah. the sunset in the backyard, barefoot, walking around in the grass, throwing the ball for Baloo, our seven-pound miniature dachshund toy poodle. <laughs> and um, we were just kind of spitballing. And, you know, we're like tostadas. Okay, they're called garnachas in Belize. No one's going to know what a garnacha is around here. Yeah. We also wanted to keep it fun, so I feel like we were throwing around cha-cha for a little bit but we were like but garnacha garnacha backwards is basically chacha garna yeah it's g-a-r-n-a and then c-h-a so you take the cha off at the end (laughs) and you throw it in front you got cha garna yeah but we wanted to add a little spice a little flair so we added another little cha yeah in there you know we got a disco ball on our tent our mascot yeah is is a is basically morgan with a (laughs) A lime zest um, or a lime, lime wedge. wedge. But um, yeah, we said cha cha garna and we're just kind of back and forth like, is that it? It could be it. Maybe it is it. <laughs> that ended up sticking. And even now when I tell my parents, they're like, what's the name? It's so funny to me because they're like, I don't get it. It's cha cha garna. But, yeah, people refer to us as the tostada tent. Yeah. Um, but. Which is okay. It's totally that's fine. fine. We'll 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 try and work on maybe marketing the name a little more, but yeah, that's, I, think that, you know, I think it's fun. Like it just sounds yeah. fun, you know, cha cha and garda, and it makes sense to me. It doesn't necessarily mean anything, but it sounds fun. It sort of means something. You can mix it up, but yeah. Race car or race car backwards is that it's the exact? Same, it's the exact yes. same thing. <laughs> but yeah, we got a little bit of garnacha. Yeah. Throw the cha in the front. Add another cha, and now we're getting jiggy with it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's super fun. It makes sense. It's like that's it. That's what it is, you know. So speaking of you know Belizean cuisine, can you talk a little bit about that? Like, what are the various types of beans? I, I guess I, I want to learn more about Belizean food and and the influences there. Yeah, what is it like? Belize, we are technically a part of Central America as well as a part of the Caribbean, and it's pretty obvious when you get there and you start eating the foods, the Hispanic and Caribbean influences. So we eat a lot of corn and a lot of beans, corn chips, corn tortilla, corn just in general, beans, refried whole beans and rice and beans. It's in every single plate almost. And then all the spices, there's kind of some, I would say like, what is it? Like cumin, oregano, stuff like that, that are super common in most of our dishes there. And then the achiote, which we actually call ricotto in Belize. And it's sort of a concentrated it looks like a red brick but it's a concentrated or red uh, clay yeah Yeah. red clay clay. and it's a it's a concentrate of all these spices basically in this achiote seed which is bright red and you have to put it in a blender because it's we have to like blend it down yeah because it's so clay that 
in order to yeah in order to get it into the to the chicken and let it you really gotta dissolve it well we also eat a lot of spicy stuff so hot sauces are shout out to marie sharp yeah, we I always have a Marie Sharp, a couple bottles of Marie Sharp actually on our table because we try to keep our recipes relatively mild, which sometimes works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but we try to keep it mild so people can add their spice on there. But in terms of Belizean cuisine, you know, it's very influenced by the Hispanic. So we eat a lot of corn tortillas with hot soups and the main dish of Belize is rice and beans, a stewed chicken with that achiote spice on it and a potato salad and it's just kind of like a mix-up of what you could find in the Caribbean and what you could also find in our neighbors of Mexico and Guatemala. Translating that to Vermont which is a little chillier there's similarities right ingredients wise I would say clearly you've, you've brought in some Vermont product like cheese what kind of relationships have you built with farmers around here? Um, I feel like we've been lucky to be a part of the Burlington Farmers Market because we have our neighbors are every producer in the Burlington area. And so we get to see what they have available for the week or just in general, what they produce and get to chat with them a little bit to see if they're able to produce the scale that we need for Chachagarna as well. So that's been really awesome for us um and like ashton said we knew we wanted to use vermont sharp cheddar like that was a no-brainer it absolutely had to be on there and then when we were looking for all our ingredients we started doing some research before we had joined the farmer's market and found like vermont bean crafters so they source their beans either locally or somewhere very close to vermont as well we got our eggs from maple wind farms yep who is also one of our neighbors at the farmer's market um and our then, maple from from Silloway maple those yeah. guys we can we see them all the time and so we're just like hey we just need another bottle over here Silloway and maple that, which has an awesome creamy by the way maple creamy if you yeah. uh oh so good yeah oh but so the, good the maple syrup goes in our um maple lime chipotle and it also goes in the chicken too we have put a little yeah. maple syrup in Belize my grandmother would just put sugar or maybe some honey um whatever sweetener she can find um and so here it was just pretty easy to say all right let's go with maple our last farmer's market uh we have different neighbors because neighbors people people, people can't come and so someone else pops up and um a local gentleman from colchester um he owns this company called gourmet greens and they do microgreens uh, spin-offs from that and so i got into talking with him and there might be a potential collaboration uh, with, with them and using some of their, their microgreens. Are there certain ingredients that you would eventually, or maybe you're now doing, like working with a farmer to grow that are specific to Belizean cuisine? Come this winter, we're basically going to take a bit of a step back and work on stuff like that, working with farmers, you know, simple things like our cilantro and red onions, stuff like that. We really want to be able to consistently keep that local purple cabbage uh purple cabbage all these things so eventually we would like to get there where the majority of things are local and we just kind of have like the dry stuff our vinegar coming from somewhere else but yeah it's that's the goal you know people joke that 
Vermont, people don't like spicy food or like mild, you know, that sort of thing. When you're dialing in your dishes and your flavors, how, how's that come into play? You're at Burlington Farmer's Market. You also do like events um, down on Pine Street there. Do you kind of ramp it up depending on the event? If you know people will want a certain thing or yeah, could you talk a little bit about that? I'd, I'd say people have been pretty receptive towards towards the spice level for, yeah. for, for the most part. Um, Surprisingly. It's funny because when we first kicked things off with Chachagarna, the um, jalapeno vinaigrette, we didn't really view as being spicy. But then, you know, like a month in, we had we had a, a, a couple of tostadas and we're like, oh, wow, this is actually really spicy. <laughs> uh, we leading people astray because yeah. they were trying to get these tostadas for their kids who didn't have the palate for the spice. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, for the most part, you know, people can handle it. And then again, they can throw on some Marie Sharp if they want to, if they want to yeah. kick it up a notch. And um, we also, I mean, we have a decent amount of people that want it on the side instead, or just ask for a light sauce, which is totally fine. It's, I don't want anyone to feel like, oh my God, I definitely can't have that because it's going to be too spicy. And most people come and ask too, and we'll be honest, or we'll give you like a little sample of it to you decide yourself. But yeah. with the spice, it's surprising to me because so many people go for the hot sauce. And for me, that hot sauce is so spicy. I usually put like two to three drops. And <laughs> we have customers that will go all in. With yeah, they the put spice. a tablespoon and of Marie Sharp on. And I'm like, are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, we're both <laughs> just like, wherever I was like, oh, is he going to be able to enjoy that? So that's always really funny. And I'm, I look forward to those people coming back and being like, that was crazy hot. But, yeah, we always say a, f a few drops goes a long way. Um, yeah. I'm curious, you know, the people that do walk away with a couple of tablespoons of Marie Sharp on their tostada, I, I kind of want to follow them around and yeah, ask them they how they're doing. <laughs> so Ashton, what does your dad think of this? He just retired, you said, this past December. Um, well, we, we hired him. He's our, he's, uh, he's our line <laughs> cook. He's our dishwasher. Yeah. I was going to say, is he your dishwasher? <laughs> he's so broke for us. He loves it. Yeah. He got super emotional. He said it gave him like a new, a new purpose. I mean, he's, he's retired, but he's super active. He's, he's, you know, still involved over at chef's corner. Um, and since, since he's retired, all these other sort of business opportunities and ventures have opened up for him. And he's been doing a lot of traveling. Um, he just got back from Sardinia in Italy. Uh, he's been over to the Netherlands. He's been to Africa in all, you know, in the span of this of this yeah. year. But but he's, he's super dedicated to Chachagarna. He really also. is. It's yeah, funny because he'll have like friends reach out and be, and ask him to come out for dinner on a Friday. He's like, oh no, I can't go. I have a. I, I got to get up day. early. Yeah. <laughs> it's and you know, that's the thing too. It's 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 hard work. I I yeah. My hat goes off to all these. These vendors, these 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 farmers, these producers, the, the craftspeople, the artists that are, you know, pitching these tents because we didn't really know what we were getting ourselves yeah. into. It's, it's it's a lot of work. work. You get up early. You set you, you know you set up. You're you're cooking it you know throughout the week. The breakdown. So yeah, we get home. We break down. We're cleaning dishes and putting things away until the sun sets later that evening. And then next day, it's putting getting everything that we need to go prep again and pretty much start from there. <laughs> yeah. Some, I mean, there were, there were some weeks where we had, we, we did a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and that was a yeah. rally. You know, we that were at the sweet spot in Waitsfield. Then we were doing the Sobu off um, Dorset here. And then it was South, South and get down. down at night. And then Saturday morning. 
So yeah. we were just running on adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> so like, and, and Sunday is like one long nap. Pretty much. Sorta. Of, yeah. yeah. We have to we have to clean all our our six pans and kind of put everything back together. Figure out what we need to order again for the week. But my dad's been lo- loving it, and um, actually Morgan's family's in town right now because oh yes, her, really. Nashville. Her sister got married, and so while they were here in the states. You know, it made sense, obviously, for them to come to Vermont and check out what we were doing. And so we just did the art hop and Morgan's dad hopped in with us. And so, you know, there's three people under the tent. Morgan's in front of the house taking the orders and she's running around getting back up when we need and um, filling up the the, um, coconut lime spritz. And uh, we had Eddie, her dad working alongside of me. And so I have, I'm basically cold side. And then there's, you have a bain marie with the, the beans and the chicken and the steak in it. And I throw on the avocado. I slide the toast out over him. He puts on the protein, then he gives it back to me. And he's been doing a great job and loving it. Yeah. Um, Mama's in town, so Morgan's yeah, grandma. grandma. Oh yeah. So how they, what do they think? Yeah, they're super excited about it. So my family was never in the restaurant industry growing up. We were just all home cooks that love food, love trying new things. So for them to see it now, they're just mind blown by what's going on under this little t- 10 by 10 tent. Um, we have a whole kitchen under there. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed with what we're doing. I mean, it's got a six foot stainless steel table. We have a, you know, a little sandwich station cooler. We have the, we have the Bain Marie. We have, yeah. we have the, the flat for our, for our eggs. Uh, we got three coolers. I mean, yeah. it's just a, it's a complete operation. Yeah, I, well, I saw your setup for um our at our annual forum dinner at Shelburne Farms. Super oh, impressed. Yeah. I'm like, wow, they set up. They're like, <laughs> they're like, they're good to go. Where do you do your prep? So we prep at Chef's Corner on Mondays and Tuesdays. They're closed, and yeah, we rent. That's that's what out. we do. We rent the space out. Uh, you know, we got four crock pots going. We got the beans going. We got the achiote chicken going. Uh, we're cutting up the shrimp ceviche. We got the flank steak in the oven. We cutting got the... like 50 onions. Mm. <laughs> it's torture, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Morgan, so your grandmother came and you're so influenced by her. Yeah, I, I mean, it was really pr- a proud moment for me to have her under there. She, so she's 90 years old. She's like still getting around, but... I was like, you need to make it here, even because she likes to threaten me with this being her last time coming to Vermont. But I was like, you need to make it here this time. Get under the tent. And she came on Saturday and she was just like, whoa, what the heck is going on here? We had Art Hop on Sunday again, and we thought she was just going to make it out for Saturday. I was like, if you're going to make it out for any, you have to come on Saturday. And on Sunday, she was begging my parents to come back down, which is really nice. So she came back just like just to sit down and hang out and see the customers, too, because for her, it's fun. She likes that interaction as well. And then I got to bring her into the prep kitchen also just to see pretty much I had her come in there to let me know if I was doing things right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've seen the line. I've seen the line at the market. And it, yeah. it's a line. It's, a, you yeah. know, you guys are, I, it's amazing. And, and I can imagine like, you know, setting up at the art hop, the art hop's pretty, it's rocking. You know, yeah. there's a lot of people out there, they're looking at art and they're hungry and, and all of that. And so for her to see that, or just to, or whether it be the market or the sun, you know, just to see that kind of that energy, that positive energy. Right. And um, it must be amazing 
Yeah, she loved the uh, the Burlington Farmers Market. That we have a, a special place in our heart for the Burlington Farmers Market because that's where we kick things off. That was our first market, and um, we have uh, Chepe right next door. He's uh, he's our Nicaraguan friend selling empanadas, and and he was speaking Spanish to Mama, and so yeah. I think she got a, she had a little crush on him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she had a great time. Yeah, we have we have these nice chairs that we that we put out. They're actually director's chairs, uh, and so sometimes we have c- customers come and en- enjoy their tostada while they kind of watch us do our thing. And we got some we got some yeah. fun tunes going. We usually play some garufana music, which is traditional Belizean, yeah, Belizean music. For the ingredients, the things that you can't source locally, what are the values that you're looking for in a in a good um, supplier? Just getting the highest quality possible, you know, non yeah. non GMO, just um, no antibiotics, you know, every, every everything. We try and check check off all the boxes. Trying to get organic as much as we can. Really, just trying to get fresh things as much as we can as well. You know, where our ingredients are pretty fresh in terms of like their vegetables that were picked and that we cut up right there. It's not like anything that was too heavily processed or anything the beans we cook them ourselves so yeah, yeah they're raw these are the raw organic beans from vermont bean crafters and so those are you know we do those in the pressure cooker the night before everything is you try and make it as soon as possible so that when we serve it it tastes you know very very fresh yeah everything's make made a couple days before the market we Probably couldn't make it any more in advance if we yeah. tried. It's all very fresh, colorful, um, and bright. Yeah, and the cabbage—it's super pretty. Like it turns this bright purple. You know, it's um, fermented. It it just pops and it looks really really pretty. And then the the um, jalapeno vinaigrette is green, and so the purple yeah. and green—they're complementary colors. And then you have the white feta on there. So the uh, the Belizean bean is is definitely a very pretty looking it's tostada. A, yeah. It's yeah. Tostada. I mean, yeah, that's what they are. It Like I said, just so bright, colorful, fresh, fantastic. You know, you just started this first year. What are you thinking on um, for the future next season? And what's an end game? Like, where do you want to see yourself? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're taking a break in air quotes. Yeah. So I think this, this winter, you know, we want to look at kind of the marketing side of things, get the website up and running, promote more, get some more photos out on social media, potentially some video as well. Um, And then also thinking about doing private events and caterings. And then we even spoke about, you know, for the winter doing a soup. I don't know if you want to explain that. We obviously were a tostada kitchen, so we would still be doing tostadas if we were to do events or markets um, during the winter. But Temperature changes quite drastically here, so um, <laughs> kind of experimenting with the ingredients that we already have. Our chicken releases this amazing broth gravy, if you want to call it, um, and so we've been saving that as well to experiment with some kind of soup or something a little more hearty and warming for the winter. Like a tortilla, chicken um, tortilla soup. Yeah, some kind of iteration of that. So yeah, if we if we were to do a market in the winter, that you could look forward to that on the menu. Um, but if not, you can always also check us out for caterings. We're totally yeah. open to that. Otherwise, the winter is to kind of rethink everything and just figure fine tune things for next summer when we're back and up and running at the Burlington Farmers Market and any other markets we do next year as well. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had much time to to think because yeah. We hit the ground running and, and and it never stopped. Yeah, we didn't we didn't know 
what we were getting <laughs> into and yeah. and it became a uh, definitely a full-time thing so this this winter will uh we got to ca- kind of catch up with the accounting as well and yeah um and our first two markets were actually just us laughing at each other because we were like what the heck did we do what on earth did we just sign up for um because it was just so much bigger than we had ever thought it was going to be yeah we sold out at the burlington farmers market it goes from nine to two we sold out the first two two saturdays at noon and you know it's just because we didn't make enough food we didn't know how to scale and how much we were going to sell so yeah um, I remember, yeah, we got some some black pepper from Costco, and we're like, oh, well, this is gonna get us through the whole season. It was like this big. Through <laughs> uh, like two weeks. <laughs> we were yeah. like, okay, we gotta get serious about uh, all this now. <laughs> we're ordering 15 dozen eggs from uh, Maplewind Farms, you know, every week. every week. Yeah. yeah. I think in your social, I saw that you recently went to Belize. You had a trip there. We went to Belize, and we brought a suitcase that was over 50 pounds. Back with Marie Sharp sure. hot sauce, so we had to try and. Luckily, her <laughs> sister uh, was there as well, and so we were able to, you know, Divide. during the check-in when we saw it was 55 pounds. It was more. It was like 65, honestly. 65 so. pounds. Yeah, we had to pull some out and divvy it up uh, between like three suitcases. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we actually. When did we go to Belize? I don't even remember what that was for. We try to go to Belize at least once a year, so I can see all my family and just like indulge in the warm weather and the food as well for myself but I actually I was like he he wanted to go walk around and try some local food so I was like all right well let's go I live a 10 minute walk from the main street where you can find all the great food that all the great stalls so we this is right in Belize City yeah in Belize City so we walked down past a few places and then we just sort of sat at this one that was this these three women one had a baby. One was the mom. She was classic like, care setup. Of the baby. Yeah, just family. Uh, babies there on grandma's lap. Yeah, it was just a little family situation. It looked like it was two sisters. And I had mom. like eight tostadas. Yeah, we <laughs> and ordered one item each and just like kept ordering and ordering and ordering. The girls were laughing at us. And then he asked for the Marie Sharp, and they were like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> They're like, "This so. this white boy knows about Marie Sharp." Yeah. <laughs> We're going to wrap up our talk um, now, but uh, we usually end these, um, our podcast um, interviews and discussions with five questions. I'm just going to ask a question. You can both answer however you'd like. What's your personal favorite item on the menu, on the Chacha Garna menu right now? For me, I think it's the Belizean bean tostada. I love the flavors on that one. I go back and forth. I mean, like Morgan said, we've incorporated um a few bowls onto the menu now and uh the pina chicken bowl is right up there as our number one seller and that's black beans it's the achiote chicken it's the pineapple. uh pineapple it's the cabot sharp cheddar and then it's the maple lime chipotle with pickled red onion and cilantro and then it comes with the tostada chips so that one i've been really loving um, it's a little bit of everything from the menu. But the shrimp ceviche tostada is amazing too. I mean, yeah. it's simple, but then we have the wasabi lime creme fraiche that we put on there. And, and so feta. that with the feta, it just it puts it in a different direction. And then we sprinkle on some um, zest. zest, some lime zest. 
So that one's also very refreshing. That one's like a palate cleanser. So it sets, sits apart from kind of the, the rest of them. It's yeah, very it's fresh and nice in the summer. If um, you opened up a playlist that's currently on repeat on your phone, what are you listening to right now? Let's see what I'm listening to. Well, at, at the farmer's market, it's been Groove in a Collective. Yeah. If anyone wants to check that out on Spotify. Okay. I also, I love to introduce Ashton very slowly to Belizean music. Um, so Garufana Collective was the first and then now um, like a lot of Soka music but I feel like I've been listening to some Doja Cat lately oh yeah nice <laughs> he, he we were uh, cleaning up and he's like let me play my favorite song and he plays Doja Cat and I was like who are you Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat but then yeah. you know yesterday I was listening to some DMX it goes all over the place a little bit of us. Noah Khan a little Vermont shout out to Noah Khan oh, yeah. nice nice um, well, we're going to want, I, I'm definitely going to ask for the links for some Belizean music. Like you should uh, yeah. say, I want to know that. We got to create some chapter on a playlist. Yes. 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 Global, global groove. That's, global that's groove is a great group. playlist. Yeah. And so outside of where you live, do you have a favorite place in Vermont to visit? We really, I really liked when we had a market in Waitsfield because that's just not a space that we go to very often I had gone there a couple times before but it it was at the the sweet spot that's right on the water next to that bridge and that was just like the perfect location for a summer day in Vermont and so I really like that yeah Waitsfield was really sweet um southern Vermont anywhere in southern Vermont Jericho Richmond I love Richmond yeah besides maple syrup what Vermont ingredients is always in your refrigerator. I have a guess because we've talked about it, but you tell me what you have in your fridge that's always there from Vermont. You know we got that extra sharp cheddar. Yeah, seriously. You know we have that. We got seriously. the Vermont maple, absolutely. Always. In the freezer, we got some Ben and Jerry's. Yeah. Chubby hubby. <laughs> there Chubby you go. Hub. Or honestly, when we're uh, some shy guy too, when we really want it, it's just all the time. Specifically when they make tiramisu ice cream, that's when I go for the pint. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we always have a decent amount of. We have some uh, honey right now from a farmers market too. Quite a few things. Yeah. Nice. Some people may think this is the most important question. What's your favorite creamy flavor or preferred twist? Maple. But I will say, Red Hen creamies. They their combinations. I just. I could kiss their feet. It's amazing. Yeah, Red Hen's killing it with their creamy game. We haven't been able to get up there this summer because we're just at the markets all the time, but I monitor <laughs> flavors that they post and they had like a caramelized pineapple one. And I was just so sad to not be there, but maple is always my go-to. Maple yeah. with rainbow sprinkles. That's how I do it. You got to go with the, if you're going to do a twist, maple raspberry. That's a classic. Maple black raspberry, like yeah, maple yeah. black totally. raspberry. Maple coffee is good too. Ooh. It's a twist. You know, everyone has an opinion and what they like, and maple creamies, it's a thing. So um, I always like to see what folks are, where they like to go, and how they like to, you know. Yeah, get out to get over to Red Hen and oh. and, and indulge in that creamy. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. At some point too, it's just their flavors are so great. Nice. nice. Also, speaking of what else we have local, well, Red Hen bread. Oh, yeah, always, have, always, always have always have red. I had just had two pieces of toast this morning: peanut butter, honey, and banana. Which one do you like to get? Which which bread? 
Is it the seven grain? Yeah, it might be the seven grain or like the Mad River grain. That's what it's called. Mad River grain. I don't even know. I just eat it so much. Yeah. I don't know what it is anymore. It's like the red one. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Ashton and Morgan, um, thank you so much for chatting today. And um, I I love learning about Chachagarna. And I see you at the farmer's market, at the Burlington farmer's market. And it's just like people seem so happy. They're in line. They're chatting. And then they get their tostada or whatever they want. They just big smiles on their faces. So Thank you so much for telling us the story and how everything's going. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. The Taking Vermont podcast is a production of Vermont Fresh Network with funding provided by the Vermont Agency of Agriculture, Food and Markets and the Working Lands Enterprise Board. This podcast is produced by Tara Pereira and Jesse Hoing and edited by Armand Velasco and Caitlin McMurray. Learn more about Vermont Fresh Network, our members, our mission, and our programs at vermontfresh.net. Thanks for listening.